0: Hi, everyone. Here's what's bothering me today. I talked about her in the last episode about Carrie Best and how Carrie Best was an ally of this woman. So I guess it's time to talk about the woman who is now proudly on our new $10 bill, Viola Desmond. Now, Viola Desmond was actually born to a decently well-off middle-class black family in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, From an early age, she actually wanted to be a very successful businesswoman, but as a black woman in Nova Scotia, her options were fairly limited. Viola Desmond briefly taught in two different schools before then studying to be a beautician in Montreal. After uh, studying this in Montreal, she opened Vise Studio of Beauty Culture, and she did this in her hometown of Halifax. Uh, what was special about this was that this catered to black women um, for different needs for hair products and also trying to give more of them um, access to beauty stands that were not otherwise available especially because of racism and segregation that was going on so since this was a time of opportunity for women especially black women in particular um viola desmond found this business to be very successful to the point that she then opened the desmond school of beauty culture now the desmond school of beauty culture actually helped uh empower and employ a fair amount of black women and they had like 15 or more graduates from this beauty school per year so it was a great opportunity for black women to um begin to turn themselves into successful independent business women it was a good thing so you know she's there she's being successful um and she's driving i think either to um, visit a friend or something but all we know is that she's driving and her car breaks down in new glasgow and it's here in new glasgow while her car is broken down that she decides to go see a movie in the meantime and this brings us to her famous case so viola desmond was hoping to go to the movies and she was happy enough to pay the extra one cent ticket tax to sit closer in the front rather than in the balcony. What she wasn't aware of was that New Glasgow was uh, it, it had a policy of segregation, so black people and colored people had to sit in the balcony in the back, and the white people were all in the front. Now at first she didn't understand this, so of course she's like, no I can pay the penny, but the lady says, sorry I'm not allowed to sell tickets to the front for you people. And Viola doesn't suddenly realize, oh, it's it's a race thing. Well, um forget that. And so she leaves a penny at the ticket counter, saying, Nope, I've paid it. She takes a ticket, she goes inside, and sits down. And of course, all the white people are like, The audacity of this woman. And she has to be removed by the police. And she's actually removed somewhat forcefully like i'm pretty sure um she sustains an injury and they throw her in jail which for her is just like what the heck is going on and she's very much annoyed and angry about the whole issue now um this then brings us to the involvement of carrie best and her newspaper the clarion which puts a spotlight Again, on um, not just uh, the race problem in um, Nova Scotia, but also on this theater, the Roseland Theater, because that was where um, Carrie Best had her own racist experience and also covered the experience of four teenage black girls at that theater as well. See the previous video for that story. So this is where Viola's story begins to get traction, not just in Nova Scotia, but then spreads to the rest of Canada as a whole. And so in 1954, um, after, you know, bringing all this to light and people issuing court challenges, segregation was legally ended in Nova Scotia. And um, that was an objectively good thing. I don't know um, if that also like how soon after that applied to the rest of Canada, but Centuries of segregation were ended in Nova Scotia in 1954, which is something that absolutely should be celebrated. Now, unfortunately, though, um, because of this event and how she wanted to deal with it a certain way and her husband wanted to deal with it a different way, uh, her marriage did ultimately fall apart. And people aren't quite sure why, but perhaps because of her treatment and how it was received in media both in nova scotia and in the rest of canada she ended up moving in fact viola desmond didn't just move she abandoned her business she moved to montreal and then after that she moved to new york city which is where she died in 1965. And unfortunately, this is just par for the course where a lot of people who we now know about and celebrate were not celebrated in their time and died either unknown or in poverty or somewhere that wasn't home. I think it's very telling that a good chunk of the stories that I've been trying to tell about black history also involve the unfortunate reality that these people were pushed from their communities and they're only being celebrated now after decades or centuries if they're even lucky to be celebrated at all Viola desmond now graces our ten dollar bill and her story is absolutely a story of the civil rights struggle for black people not just in nova scotia but in canada and we do know and appreciate her story now but that we don't know the full story in context of The story within her time and what happened to her afterwards is what's bothering me today.